Well, hi, everybody. It is great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always a privilege to uh, come to wherever you are on whatever device you're watching today. But I hope you've had a good week and ready for another one. We made it through that cold snap and all the snow. That's, that was kind of crazy. But here we are in, the, in a beautiful time of year, which I love very much, the temperatures. And hopefully, you're just about done raking leaves. <laughs> That's always a huge job, especially here in Fort Collins and Northern Colorado with all of our amazing trees. Well, we are in the middle of a series that is just, we've just called it, What Just Happened? And today we are looking at this topic of forgiveness. Forgiveness happened. I don't know that there is a greater concept for human beings than the concept of forgiveness. Now, it sounds like an easy concept, but it's actually very complex. And people are very confused about forgiveness. And for whatever reason, I have found that followers of Jesus, Christians, have, have appreciated their forgiveness from God, but they haven't really understood what forgiveness is and its purpose and how it works in relationship to other human beings on the earth. We're not God. We don't have the ability, the ability to forget things. So we can say don't hold a grudge. Sometimes it's not a grudge. Sometimes it's a fact. When someone shows me that they have something in their character that makes me not trust them, if they offend me, it doesn't mean that I'm living without forgiveness or offering forgiveness. It just means that they're not trustworthy, at least not in my opinion. So we're going to talk about all that today. I know it's complex, but I think God's going to really help us. The good thing is he's forgiven us because of the faith we have in him. So I want you to be ready to go. If you have the app or you're following along with the notes, there's quite a few things I want you to write down, but they're all real simple, kind of one-word things. But I want to break this up into two parts today. I want to talk about forgiveness on the human level, which I'm going to start with here in just a moment. And then I want to talk about forgiveness on the divine level that involves the God factor. Okay, so let's start with the human level. And I want to give you just a few pointers. We're going to go to Scripture in Luke chapter 5 here in just a minute. But before we do, I want to walk you through what forgiveness is all about on a human level. Number one in your notes, on a human level, forgiveness must be granted. Forgiveness must be granted. I have no ability to make you forgive me. I don't, I don't have any say in that. You control your own mind. You control your behavior, your actions, and I can't force you into anything as it relates to forgiving me. We can choose to never forgive someone. Is that right? No, it isn't right. 
The Bible teaches us to forgive. And so we should forgive. Forgiveness can be asked for. That's it. But it doesn't mean it's always granted. There are many people living their lives that have not released someone in that forgiveness. They've never said, I forgive you. They like holding something over their head. So it's just one concept, but it's, it's kind of profound when you think that forgiveness has to be granted. And that's the only way you can get it. Now you can move on if someone doesn't grant you forgiveness. You can still move on with your life because you can choose to ask them to forgive you. And if they choose not to, that's on them, not on you. But it's just, it's just a little tricky. The second one will help us too. Forgiveness must be received. In other words, I have to, I have to somehow, even if someone says that they forgive you, you can still continue to live in guilt and shame over that action. Well, I have forgiven you. Oh, I know you have, but I'm so sorry. I still just feel awful that I did that. And I see people live in their life under this false, false guilt and shame that they don't have to be under, but they've not received forgiveness. They've not allowed forgiveness to come over them and to change them. And this is a very important concept. I've seen relationships that have been absolutely broken because of the inability of one to receive forgiveness even when it's been granted. We just said it must be granted. But even when it's granted, some people just can't accept it. They're so hard on themselves. If I'm talking to you right now and you're living with shame and guilt. You've asked someone to forgive you, but you can't forgive yourself. You really need to trust God to give you the strength to get out from underneath that shame. That shame is taking your future away from you. I mean it. It's a terrible, terrible uh, thing to have that over your life. Receiving forgiveness is sometimes much more difficult than granting forgiveness. You know, I, I've said I'm sorry lots of times. I've said I forgive you lots of times to people in my world and in my life. And sometimes it's harder to receive that forgiveness from someone else because I genuinely regret what I did and I wish I had never done it. But you can't go back and undo it. So there's, there's this power here in the ability to receive. Now, you must never believe that you deserve forgiveness. And you can't say to someone, well, you know, you better forgive me because I deserve it. No. There's no, there's no, there's no fight in that one because you you don't probably deserve it. Forgiveness is granted out of the kindness of someone's heart. I'm talking on a human level. When we talk about God in a moment, we'll we'll see some differences. This third one is where I think a lot of people get very confused, especially Christians. And it's forgiveness does not guarantee reconciliation. I've talked about this before because I find that it's very important in the health of our relationships with other people. Um, I, I love this quote by Thomas Zaz. It says this, The stupid neither forgive nor forget. The naive forgive and forget. The wise forgive but do not forget. 
<laughs> I know that, that's kind of conflict. Maybe we can throw it on the screen for you if you want to jot it down. But a lot of believers really get this wrong. We have this term, forgive and forget. Like, we can just forget all about it. But guess what? We are not God. We do not actually have the ability to forget things that happen in our lives unless you just are forgetful as a person. But true offense in our lives cannot just be forgotten. And so it's unrealistic, and it's not even scriptural, to tell someone to forgive and forget. We should say forgive because that is scripture, that is right, that is what God wants us to do. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to forget that it ever happened. I'm going to use a harsh example, but I think you'll understand as I use it. If I have a babysitter that abuses my child, with God's help, I may have the grace to be able to forgive them, but they're never going to watch my child again. You say, well, that's not really forgiveness. Yeah, it is forgiveness. It means that I am no longer going to hold them in, a, in account for that. I have forgiven them. We've dealt with it. There's been honest communication, and let's move on. But you're not welcome to watch my child ever again. That's just wisdom. And that's, that's where Christians sometimes feel like they're on a guilt trip because they still don't trust somebody who's asked them to forgive them. They had a bad business situation and someone lost money on their behalf. And well, I've forgiven them. Shouldn't I just trust them again? Not necessarily. If they can earn that trust back, then that's wonderful. I love it when you can forgive and forget. But that doesn't always happen. You guys, I've dealt with a lot of people in relationship and marriage, uh, deep friendship, where someone really walked away from their promises. And when that happens, that pain goes deep and it's harsh. And I've watched people truly forgive their spouse or their best friend, truly forgive them. But the relationship's never the same again. And that's just how relationships are on this earth. So don't always assume that forgiveness means full reconciliation. I've had guys in my office say, well, we ended up getting divorced because she wouldn't forgive me, putting it on, on, on someone else when I want to say, dude, you started all this. So it's very important that we recognize what reconciliation is with God and to others. The fourth thing on the human realm is that forgiveness does not always change the consequences. And it kind of goes along with number three, but it's a little different. Sometimes it changes the consequences, but not always. And it's not always guaranteed that those consequences are going to change. I have forgiven people in my life that I'm probably not going to pursue that relationship anymore because of trust issues or whatever it is. But I don't want to carry around the burden of holding something over someone's head. So I can truly forgive, but it doesn't undo the consequences that it's left me with or maybe with them. There are people in prison today who got forgiveness. They're still in jail. And they're, they're suffering the consequences of their action. 
Some of you have mental, emotional scars in your life today, maybe physical scars from, from someone who wounded you or harmed you. That's a consequence that you can't change. So God's not asking this word forgiveness to be thrown around lightly. It's a big word and it's an important word and we need to pay attention to it. So what I want to do is I want to move to going to kind of on a divine level and I want to tell you a little story in Luke 5 because there's three more points that I want to make on the divine level that are a little bit different than forgiveness on the human level. But before I do, let me just read this story to you. Follow along in Luke 5, verse 17. One of my favorite stories. It's a really good one. One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up in every village in all of Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. In other words, the room was so big that there was no way they could, they could get in. It was a, a room that was filled full with people already. So they went up on the roof, and the roof in this part of the world, in Jesus' day especially, had these tiles that you could actually take out. So that's what they did. They took off some of the tiles on the top and then they lowered this man on his mat. Remember, he's paralyzed. They lowered him down into the crowd right in front of, right in front of Jesus. Can you imagine that? If all of a sudden someone came floating down with ropes right here in, in front of me? That's exactly what happened in the room. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. That is so powerful. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, who does this man think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins because they didn't believe he was God. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turns to the paralyzed man. <laughs> this is a great moment. And he says, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. Immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped up. He picked up his mat, and he went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, praising God, exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. What just happened? <laughs> Forgiveness happened. And that's the biggest miracle of all. And that's what I want to start with under this divine portion. That point right there, forgiveness is the greatest miracle of all, is so powerful and so true if I'll let it sink in. Of all the miracles that Jesus did on the earth, of all the miracles that have ever happened from the beginning of time, there is nothing greater than the forgiveness of sin. Just being a human being, I am born with the weight of sin. I am born with the likeness, my flesh, the cravings of what the fall of man back in Genesis has created in my human nature. And if there's one thing I need desperately, it's for that weight to be removed off of me. That's why 
God sent his son. That's why Jesus came to the earth. This is a simple message, but it is profound. He came to this earth to die, to lay down his life for our sin. Why? Because the weight is overwhelming. We can't bear the weight of our sin. I don't know how people try to do it. Matter of fact, they don't succeed at it. It's why people come to the end. There's no hope without forgiveness. Forgiveness is a burden. And I want you to experience the forgiveness that God can give you today if you need it. We all need it, but I mean if you need it right now. It's the greatest miracle of all. God is capable of forgiving and forgetting. I don't understand this because my human realm is human. <laughs> so the divine realm is bigger than my brain is able to uh, kind of imagine. But God, he forgives and it's over. There's no penalty. There's no suffering. There's no brokenness in my relationship with God. He doesn't hold this over me. And so the only thing that I can do is trust that he has truly forgiven me and live forgiven. Live forgiven. The, the second thing about divine forgiveness is that this forgiveness is the greatest, or this forgiveness is offered by God through faith. This has to happen on both sides. God has done what he can do, and I must have faith to believe that he can forgive me of my sin. Now, this is where, this is where someone like an atheist is really going to struggle. Because if you don't believe in God, then you have no ability to have the faith or the confidence that this weight, this burden of sin can come off of you. You know what I'm saying? And it's a big burden. So I just want to invite you to consider the claims of Jesus, to trust that there is a God who created you. He has a divine purpose for your life. He believes in you. And he's done everything in his power to forgive you of your sins so that you can walk in the freedom that he wants to give you. And that's, that's the hope and that's the heart of all of this. Think of how powerful this is that you and I get to come to God, our maker, and walk away from the burden of our sin. That is so miraculous. And it doesn't take a lot of faith. It just takes a little bit of faith. Just say it, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going after this. <laughs> I'm going to trust you today. I'm going to believe that you can forgive me and you can make something meaningful out of my life. The third and final thing about this divine forgiveness is that it brings freedom. Now, I know in the human realm, forgiveness can bring freedom as well. But in the divine realm, it brings freedom to your whole person, not just in a relationship with someone. It brings freedom to you in an unprecedented way. It brings freedom for you to be able to believe other things about God, other truths about the spirit world, being led by the spirit, having, having a voice that you believe is God speaking to you in your mind, in your body, in your spirit, having actual relationship with God, who made you. These are big concepts and they're hard to explain in theology, 
but they're real in experience. And that's what I want you to know today. It's all because of forgiveness. That forgiveness allows me to be in right standing with God. So now all of a sudden, there's nothing between me and God. He sees my face. I see his. And I can walk and live in the spirit of God as he gives me discernment and wisdom. He nurtures growth in my life. I can have healing in relationships that are broken. I have empowerment through the spirit to actually be able to forgive others that I would never be willing or able to forgive because of the offense that they've done toward me. But now I can. I can't do that on my own power. So I have a true sense of freedom in my life that brings me joy. And guess what? <laughs> you can't take that away. You can be mean to me. You can call me names. You can say mean things, but you can't take away the freedom that I have because I know who God is and I believe he made me for a purpose. That's what I need to manage my relationships even on this earth there's a quote by Lewis Smedes that goes like this. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that that prisoner was you. I want to say that one more time. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that that prisoner was you. Some of you might feel like you're in a prison with this topic of forgiveness. Someone's not granting you forgiveness and it pains you. The relationship is going to stay broken. All of these human fragments in relationships, it's why we live in a broken world. But there's one thing you can do today. You can take your pain to God. He can handle it. And he can forgive you even when someone else doesn't. I'm going to ask you to pray with me. We're going to pray for three things specifically. We're going to pray that God would forgive us, those of you that really are in a situation right now, you need his forgiveness. And we're gonna ask for forgiveness of someone else that we've offended. I'm gonna pray for courage for you to do that. And then number three, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to really pray and consider what forgiveness is in your future and the healing of the relationships that have been broken because of it. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your healing in our lives. And we do pray today. We pray, God, that you would help us in our own sin. For those right now who need to just say, forgive me, Lord, I have sinned. I pray that they would say that to you right now and that there would be healing that would come to their spirit. Lord, second, I pray for those who need to ask for forgiveness. They've really offended someone. They've, they've done something they shouldn't have done and they need, they need to go to them and say, would you please forgive me? And whether the person does or not is irrelevant. I pray that you would give them the courage to ask. And thirdly, Lord, I pray for those that need to offer and grant forgiveness to others, even though the others might not be asking for it. Teach us and show us how to live with offering forgiveness so that our future can be free. And we're not thinking about that grudge all the time, that resentment. I pray that you would help people to be set free today. 
from the broken relationships of this world. And thank you that you're a divine God and you know full forgiveness and you've offered it to us and we receive it by faith. We do so today and we are truly grateful. We love you in Jesus' name, amen, amen. I love you guys. It's great to see you. Talk about some of this stuff, have fun, and don't forget to let love live. All right, see you next time. Bye-bye.